Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. I am so excited because today I have my friend Nina with us. And Nina has been helping us with our book. She's actually going to be helping represent us and take us from our idea, which has been pretty solid. But now Nina is like strengthening that muscle for us and helping this book be the best it can be. And I'm just so grateful. I met her through Michelle, which we've had on before, and she talked us all through the book proposal. But Nina is a literary agent. And not only that, she's a mom and has her whole own business around this where she's helping women and anybody that she can with literary representation and book publishing. She's been doing it for almost 20 years. She's fabulous at it. And it's super cool because her company offers editorial support as well as taking them through the book proposals, marketing, strategic plans, and ultimately helping them become best-selling authors. So, I mean, jackpot, right? I think there's a lot of us who have books on our mind. I've heard it from you as we've been sharing ours that It's something that you want to do, but you're not quite sure what step to take after that. And so that's exactly what Nina is going to help us do because she's worked with over 500 different titles. She sold and assisted on 300 book deals with major publishing houses, and she's earned over $7 million in advances per year for her authors, most of which have become bestsellers around the world and several box office blockbusters, which is amazing on top of raising three little kids all around the same age as ours. So she is in for this. She gets the life that we're living. And Nina, I'm just so grateful to have you here. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to talk about making a book happen and and what you've learned in all your time here. Okay, I need like an applause because that was amazing. Thank you very much. I love being a part of the mompreneur world. And I'm so grateful to be here, Megan. Thank you for creating this space for all of us. And I just love it because it's like, I think the biggest imposter syndrome is being a mom. I think that's like the the number one thing. It's like, oh, no, we're actually, we're good. We're pretty good. Um, and then to be business owners and to be trying to like, you know, like everyone has their own route and in, in their end game. My route is to create a legacy for myself and for my children and, um, you know, for my parents to be proud. So it's like double ended, but like, well, that's kind of people pleasing. But other than that, no, we're good. We're good. So I'm grateful to be here. And thank you for that wonderful introduction. If you would go back 20 years ago, I never thought I would be in publishing. I actually thought I would be in TV. And I loved being, um, I loved producing documentaries, small documentaries that um, no one watched, but I really loved them. And I loved kind of organizing that and being, you know, I guess an entrepreneur there. And so what I was recruited to work at this amazing literary agency in Dallas, Texas. And um, my boss was incredible. And she taught me so much. And I just cut my teeth with learning everything about publishing. But I mean, I loved books. When I was little, I would buy books, you know, at the college bookstore at the university. I bought every book I could, um, you know, just big ones, small ones, hardcover, paperback. I mean, who doesn't love going to a bookstore? So, um, yeah, I had this dream of like thinking, oh no, I'd be like on TV. And then now full circle, I basically am on TV and YouTube all the time. But other than that, you know, here we are. I love being behind the scenes and I love helping authors grow. So how I started was I just started selling books very early on in my career. 
And um, it's funny, like sales wise, like, you know what? Everyone's like, oh, I don't, selling is gross. Like selling, I I was that person. Like 20 years ago, I thought, oh, well, who's a sales? Like, how can you be a salesperson? I'm not a salesperson. Little did I know I have a lineage of like sales background and my family is like all salespeople. My two sisters are all in sales. Like, come on. So selling intellectual property, selling a book is incredible. It's like the coolest thing to sell. And it comes naturally to me. And I believe everyone is kind of a salesperson now. And there's a lot of books about, you know, how everyone should be selling and everyone is selling every day. I mean, we sell to our children all the time. I feel like I'm gaslighting them most of the time. But other than that, um, here we are. Uh, You know, I just love, I love helping authors. I love the process. And so I started my own business two years ago, Mm -hmm. um, doing the same thing, literary agent, but also management and realizing that like, there's so much more to books and so much more to authors. Yeah, no, I I love, I I had no idea about your past in television. And it's so interesting to hear that because obviously you have a great knack for what you do and being able to, like you said, sell and see what the gold is and be able to share that with people. And so I'm curious if there's anything there, I think of books as a beautiful way to spread your authority. To, to have that credibility. And that's similar with TV. Did you want to be the one like interviewing people or? Yeah, though it's funny you think that. So I was in production. So I was the producer okay. so or the thing. director, right? So I was the one behind the scenes, coordinating everything, making sure the budget was still there, mm-hmm. calling people if someone was mad, making sure they're happy. And then flash forward, I'm doing the exact same thing. So it's a gift, you know, it's management. It's like coordinating so many different pieces. And yeah, I think what it's interesting is people don't think, to your point about authority, people think that they have to write to be authors. And no, you just have to be credible to be an author. We all write in some shape or form. We email, we communicate in written form. We used to write letters. I love letters. I love notes. Um, but yeah, so I think it's interesting that like, I was always afraid. I was like, wow, this is too smart. Publishing is too smart. It's such a brilliant space. But then when I stepped into it and saw that where I can fit into publishing into the book space and realizing that authors are really smart and the publisher are really smart, I'm smart too. Let's join together and have our differences be our strengths and, and have like this, this, the, um, the concepts be published. So that's what kind of, I think it's like, the agent is like the piecer, the, the, like the, hub. it's not the hub. The agent is like the person that puts it all together, yeah. you know, match makes and make sure that everything's kind of running on time. Yeah. Well, I think it's beautiful to see that because I think a lot of us understand what producers do for TV shows. If anybody else yeah. out there is a Stevie TV like me, like you, you kind of know what that process is like. And so it also makes total sense that I'm sure you learned a lot when you were in that other space when you weren't running your own business, but now your business is very much full service. I mean, when we think of a producer, you're really helping somebody from start to finish. And so I would love to hear, obviously, like what a literary agent does, but I'd also love to hear it from your spin with your own business and having little kids, because I'm assuming that all really went hand in hand. Like you, you took what you learned as an agent, but then in creating your own business, you knew these were the things you needed as a mom. And these are the things you knew you wanted to provide to your clients and what that literary agent looks like. So could you walk us through that? So so it all starts with the book, right? It starts with the page. It starts with the written word. And it starts with that author who puts it together. And the author, before they're an author, they're a writer or they're a communicator of some way. So they're a speaker or they're on some sort of platform, whether it's social media or they're teaching. And they're they're really, they're good at their craft. So an agent 
either seeks out that person who's good at their craft, the author slash writer communicator comes and, and shops around different agents to see who's the good fit. Not every agent is good fit for every author. I feel like um, you know, you find your way, but all of my authors that I've worked with, it, it, whether in the past, I worked with them for every single book. And I think you create some sort of cadence with people. I think the first book is the hardest for authors. So as an agent, you are, whether you're a first-time author or you've been an author for many books, you are guiding them through the process. How the nominate group works is I'm a Sherpa. I kind of use that phrase. I guide people. I meet you at base camp. I carry your load, but you're carrying your load too. We walk together. We reach the peak together. Um, and so I, I love that analogy because I think it kind of fits my value system is I want everyone to feel good. It should be fun. It should be a good process. Books are the only thing that is yours and it's special and it's the thing that actually gets done the fastest. If you think of all the other mediums and all the entertainment things, that has a lot of different fingers in the pie. The book is yours. So a lot of authors, communicators think, oh, well, I don't know if I want to ever work with a publisher because that's my material. It is always your material. It will always be your material. So as an agent at the Nominate Group, we manage literary properties. We want to help make that book be the success that you want it to be and exceed your expectations. I always think like if people have a goal and they think, oh, I want to sell a million books, let's really get clear of how you're going to sell a million books. And yeah, let's do it. I think that'd be great. Okay. And also, I think with the way I work is I'm very specific and direct. And I'm going to say, okay, well, if you need a million books, let's really get there. And let's figure out if you're not, if you don't have a million followers, it's going to be a little harder to get it. But let's figure out ways that, you know, maybe you can attain that goal. But everyone's goal is different. Every book is different. It's like a child. I think a lot of authors have like thoughts of like, oh, it's too hard. I can't imagine doing this. It's just another child. So I know some people don't want, you know, more than one or more than 10 or however many children you have, but like, it's just adding a business. You started a business, so you might as well write a book. I think everyone should write a book. I've said that from the, like the start of my career. Um, it doesn't have to be the second, but everyone should put something in writing that they can see and they can hold and their children can hold and be proud of. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love it. You had mentioned uh, legacy before, because I know that's a conversation that we've had with our book is like, we yes. go into mompreneurship one, because we want the freedom and we want the fulfillment, but also because we're thinking bigger. We want to think long-term impact. And, and that's what a book can do for you, right? It's, it's living and living on past wherever you are in your business or stage or life or wherever you're at. And it's something for your kids and their kids. And so I yep. think that's so beautiful. And to know that, like you said, you're the guide along the way. And so the question that pops up for me, for anybody listening who doesn't know when it comes time for a literary agent, when do you suggest that people start to seek out you? Like, I know for me, I had my proposal, you know, decently yeah. done. It wasn't fully yeah. done. And so what is something, if somebody's listening and thinking like, hmm, I know I want to do a book. Okay, an agent's going to help me make it happen. What's that middle piece? Is it just having a conversation with literary agents like you? Do they yeah. need to have that proposal done? Walk them through that. Every agent's different. I think call me today. You know what I mean? Because it's not like, I'm not like a commercial, like 555 author. <laughs> but like, I think that you need, you need help. I think people, especially mompreneurs, just need someone to say, okay, just like, help me. Is this an idea? Or also, I've got an idea. It's so good. So let's talk through it. Like, I think everyone should want to talk about their concepts. So for me, if someone's calling me, I can help them say, okay, you're on the right track, keep going. And I think you need that. I think you need that inspiration. 
I think generically, if you're saying, okay, the agent process, I think it's changed. I think there's a lot of times when um, we see in the in the industry, in the business that like authors need to write a query letter. They need to get clear. I do think that's important to be very clear about what your concept is before you call anybody. Sometimes agencies are more formal, but I don't know. I think the whole world is not formal anymore. So you just need to like call somebody, talk about the concept, but be clear. It's a business plan. So when you have that concept as an agent, you you see certain things. And sometimes I can see diamonds in the coal. Uh, and sometimes it just needs like some just like buffing, buffering, buffing, buffing, shining up, whatever. But the whole thing is I think sometimes authors feel like they get stuck by the agent process and they shouldn't. They should just like start, go, you know, especially mom entrepreneurs, like we got to go, like just do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love how you said the business plan, because I think that you had told me that before, that you should really treat this as essentially another business that you're going to have. And so for mompreneurs, again, who have had this on their list and they've thought about it, but maybe they're like us and they've got young kids and they're also running their business and they want to be present and all of the things. Talk to us about that time commitment or that energy commitment and maybe different ways to flex that. Because again, every book I'm sure gets to be different. A lot of us have our own podcasts. So I know that can be helpful in the writing process, right? Because you have your transcripts. So commitment wise, when people are thinking, Hmm. I want to write a book as moms, what what can you tell us about how much commitment they should expect? I think what moms do, I think we're just incredible. I think we're incredible. Time just compounds on itself or it's like, it's like expands and compounds. I don't know. I, I could I could complain really hard about how I have no time, but then I also say I have all the time in the world. So I think that's how you should treat anything, particularly in book writing is like, if you make time for it, it'll come. I do think some people need that structure of like, okay, I'm going to try to write. And if you have a bad day of writing or organizing, like with anything, when you're trying to get yourself organized, but you're not in the space, let's move on to the next thing, come back to it. So a lot of people like time blocking. I have authors that do like stuff like at night. A lot of mom authors will do like, you know, the late the late night shift with their writing. Or they'll wake up super early, go on a run, and then write. Um, you know, I just think it depends on your schedule. I'm like not structured. My kids are, you know, six, four, and two. So sometimes I have to run somewhere and it's like totally messes up the journey that I was going to be on with planning or something. So I think sometimes as moms, again, we can accommodate and figure out the times. And I think it's interesting too, if you really sit down and like work, how much you can get done. You know what I mean? I think it's really interesting when you have that undivided time. But I do think the quiet of days or or nights or mornings, that's when people get the most done. Yeah. I had one author, I'll tell you the story. One author, she had this memoir and she had this crazy thing happen to her daughter. And um, like crazy, like it was like life-threatening, crazy thing. And after the craziness, her daughter's well. And one night she just wakes up at midnight and writes from midnight to like, I think 8 p.m. And obviously like the kids weren't in school or something, but she just wrote all day. She wrote the whole manuscript. She's amazing. She's not a writer. I mean, what I mean by that is like, that was her first stab at writing and it was beautiful. So I think sometimes it just comes. So I think fluidity is important, but also that structure. Some people are like, they need that. They need the structure. Um, But again, every book's different. Every author's different. Every writer is different. And I think that was a test where I was like, I can't believe it. I was like, did you write this? Or does someone write this? And, you know, Christy Beam, there you go. We should tag her. She's awesome. Yeah. She's 
Because she wrote this incredible book about her story. It became a movie and Jennifer Garner starred in it. So oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. We definitely have to link that below. So I'll get that. Yeah. She's amazing. So Miracles from Heaven was her book. She started writing it and she just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. And, and it came from some crazy thing and it just happened. So to answer like the question about like how to juggle it. Oh, and she has three kids. So mm-hmm. how to juggle it all. Like, I think it just, you, you make it work. But like we, you were talking about like the compounding of time or like we were talking about like studying new things. That's what I'm trying to learn is like time. Cause I feel like my struggle is time. I get like so mad about time and you know, the thief of it, the speediness of it, but I'm trying to study like, no, it actually, it's like, it's not 24 hours. Yeah. Um, it's okay to be late. I think that's something I feel really honored to say. It's okay to be late. It's okay to forget some things, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I think that like when it's really honest and you want to do something, you should write it, do it. And it'll come, but structure it, not structure it, whatever works. Yeah. Well, I've loved that about our conversations throughout my process so far is that you've really like you talk that talk and you walk that walk. You've said that when it comes, it comes. And I have already found prior to us meeting that that's kind of what works well for me. Oh, good. The repetition of like a little bit every day is good and it gets me on a roll. But then sometimes if I get stuck, then I drop off for a while versus before we met, we, my husband and I actually went on like a writer's retreat. We stayed in downtown Cleveland. We just like really worked on the proposal and honing it in. And that to me, I like batching in that way. Like I Mm. just kind of sit down, have full focus, get in the flow, like really get through things and then go back. And maybe my tweaks are more like a little bit every day. And so I just so appreciate that you shine a light on that. And people the space and permission to realize like whatever way you want to write, your timeline will accommodate for that. For sure. You said time too. I've been working on a podcast episode in my head. I I haven't recorded it yet. But the concept being like time, you know, time is a construct. We we all know that. It's something we made up to to understand stuff. And some days as a mom, maybe you can relate, you know, the whole the the days are long and the years are short, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, this is the longest day ever. The kids screaming. Then you're like, oh my gosh, where, you know, where did it go? And so I've thought to myself a lot too of of the concept of time and just like, do we actually want more time or do we get afraid of it? You know, when we have all that spaciousness, God. right? Totally, totally, totally. Like I always wonder that. Like what, I mean, and that's why I'm like, why the heck did I start a business? What am I doing? If you would have asked me three years ago, if I would have done this, I would have said, oh my God, are you kidding me? Like, no, let me just like chill. I'm good. I had two children at the time. I was like, there's no way I can incorporate this, but just like a book and just like anything, you just do it because you feel passionate about it. And I think being an entrepreneur is an analysis of self. Like every day I learned something new and it's funny, like the motherhood thing was, it took me about what I'm, I've been six years into this. It took me five years probably to feel like good about like, okay, I'm a mom. Great. Okay. I got this. And I think the entrepreneur thing came very much naturally or naturally or that's where thank you. Literary agent came more naturally to me. Um, but, but also like the time thing about like, no, I'm, I'm fighting against nothing. Like, that's why I'm so mad. Oh, I don't have time to like, you know, uh, to, to go to the pep rally. Well, okay. Do you want to want to go to pep rally? No, I don't. So, okay. Don't worry about it. Right. So anyway, I just think it's interesting as, as mompreneurs, like you actually have more power, a lot of power. And I I think that's the switch for me. That's what you're like, hope I'm getting to what you're trying to say. Like, 
The switch for me is like, no, I have power. I have a lot of power. It's like mom per hour, right? We're power people, right? <laughs> mom so <powerment>. I, mom <laughs> empowerment. Thank you. That's what it is. Yes, that's I'm just it. Making it up on that's the spot. It, that's the title of your book, mom empowerment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, copyright. No, um, mom empowerment. <laughs> Because we have the power, we have the time, we control everything. Sometimes I'm a little too masculine. I know I got to like work on that with my husband. We got to work on, but like, you know, we have to get stuff done. So get it done, figure out times to write. Also allow yourself that time, which I don't, I need to make a note of this. I need like time to not do anything. That's scary. But I think now, especially where we are in the world, I feel like everyone's like, we've got some power. We're mom, we're good. We're good. Let's Let's not get freaked out that we missed the bake sale or let's not get upset that, you know, we forgot about that Zoom or something. Let's just like roll with it because you have the control. Yeah. Or the power, I guess control is kind of a not a good word, but <laughs> power. Right? You know what we're, we're getting at, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so true. And I think it's so interesting to just hear your behind the scenes, not only from like the literary side, but just as you're a mompreneur, just like us and you're figuring it all out too. this timing and I get I'm assuming too like what you have to expect out of your clients to bring the thing to fruition and to make it work on your end too but but also that it's okay like you said it's okay that it doesn't happen right this second or maybe right on deadline like obviously you don't want to get too crazy out of line because you all want to bring it to fruition but I'm super curious to know in your mompreneur journey like what was that gap that you felt like was missing that pushed you with two kids and then you had another into the space of entrepreneurship? Like, what is it that was missing from what you were doing that you had on your heart? Like, I, I've got to do this. I've got to help more people in this book space to make yeah. literary dreams happen. Oh, it's such a great question. So three years ago, remember that? That was so fun three years ago. And thinking the world stopped, right? And I was on this journey of going, okay, I'm doing the same thing every day. I have had two children. I have birthed two children. I've been pregnant, working, traveling internationally. So in that quiet of those moments where I was working so hard and seeing how much I could actually do with nothing to do for my children, no one to help us. Then I had like a record time of selling books. So what I realized as I was kind of like winding down from my career as an agent for someone else I realized that I loved helping people still, but I wanted to grow. Just like when you have a baby, you grow, right? Like we get to evolve every time we have a child or, you know, it's like crazy when you're a mom, that transition is so significant. And I wanted to grow again. I wanted to grow. So what happened is I finally kind of unraveled from my job, not really knowing what I wanted to do, but left that job and still kind of searched like, should I stay in books? Should I not do anything? And then what I found out is that I love books and I love authors and I was pregnant again and about to have my third baby and started my own business. And I think it was the coolest thing to birth a child and birth a business within months of each other. And the business is thriving. I'm, you know, two and a half years old and I love every second of learning more about how to be a mom, how to be a better wife, how to be a better caregiver for all the people that we care for, just the students of your school and my children and you know, all of that, plus be a great agent, be a great manager of their content and help them grow. So that's what I realized is I, I, it's so many different roles. I love the evolution that is required in an entrepreneur every day. And I love that for being a mom, you're able to grow with them. And now I get to see these books come to life 
and also live forever and ever and ever. That's what's cool about books is that they stand the test of time. And to be able to help an author see that idea come to life in their minds and also onto paper. And then also, by the way, in different languages, how cool is that? So it's like the same. It's like motherhood. You know, let's just add another child to the mix, right? (laughs) I love it. And I love that you said like what you realized was you wanted more growth. And yes. a lot of the women here listening are fellow overachiever, high achiever, recovering perfectionists. We're always all about the growth, right? <laughs> what more can you expect out of entrepreneurship and then motherhood other yeah. than growing? And, and that's yeah. what, you know, we've really expanded our business into being that place where mompreneurs go to grow. And I love that it's not only growth for you and in, in your life and your legacy, but you also realized you, and you said that it's to help other people grow their legacy. and their books and their missions. And I just think it's so beautiful. And I think it's so relatable to hear your behind the scenes story because it made me think, you know, we all have our pivot stories, right? And maybe that's it for anybody listening who needs help. You can hear my kids screaming now. (laughs) Anybody who needs help. Yes, bring them uh, on. Pivot, like thinking about what to write. And maybe you just need to like start to write just to start to come up with ideas. Maybe this is a good journal prompt. We all have a story. We all have our pivot story. Mine is similar to yours. And lovely COVID times. It seems to be a lot of people's story that you pivoted or you started something new. And so just for everybody listening, here's a little journal prompt. If you need to get in the headspace of writing, think about what's your story of of how you got to where you are as a mompreneur today, maybe your why. And one last thing I want to hit on before we go into how you can support people and rapid fire questions, but I'd love to leave people also with timeline. So let's say they start to, you know, write out uh, some ideas. Maybe they start to journal a bit. They decide to give you a call and say, okay, Nina, I've got some ideas. Here's what I'm yeah. thinking. Here's, here's what I want to share. Can you share with them? Like, what can you expect? You go from talking about it to A to B to Z until the book is birthed. Yeah. Can you walk yeah. through what that looks like? Yeah. So I love the journal prompt just to respond to that. I think that's so smart to do that. I love that you're thinking that way to give people the journal prompts. I think that helps say, that's my idea. Because I think most of the time authors, communicators have like a lot of ideas. And I think what to expect when you call me is to kind of like give you more focus on how that looks in a book. Because I think sometimes authors get confused, like, where do I need to go? So I provide direction in that. And then the steps to where you actually publishing a book, because there's a lot of different ways to publish, is we're able to determine what is right for you and what timing is right. Because like I said before, every person can write a book, but it doesn't have to be today. And so really what works is like, you don't have to have a million followers to publish a book, but what's on your heart to write? So I can help guide through that process. We can help determine the publishing goal and then also determine what the publisher is to work with you because times have changed and there's many different ways to publish. All of it's glamorous. Writing a book is the chicest thing you can do. So I think, you know, part of it is, is like just talking through what the concept is and also realizing there's two timelines, there's two tracks, editorial and the marketing of the book. And so when you're on those two tracks of the editorial and the marketing and realizing that both trains have to run, one is faster than the other at times, they both land beyond the publication date because that publication date is the start of when you can actually determine what feedback you get from your audience. And even if you don't have an audience, like what what are your goals to even get that audience? Again, having that marketing train kind of run faster a little bit. So it's it's interesting, like a lot of authors come to me saying they have five ideas. What we realize is that there's one, there's a clear vision. We we knock that out. And really the timeline is like, again, it depends. It can be six months, it can be two years. 
Every book is different, like every child. They all grow differently. Their concepts are totally different. But the traditional way from finishing your manuscript to putting it out in the world is about nine months. So get ready, you know, go figure. That's the whole thing. So um, yeah, I think that's, I think the timeline is, it varies. But again, you can publish a book if your manuscript's ready today, you can publish a book in three months, the right way. There's a lot of ways you can publish tomorrow, but I like to take people through a little bit better service so they understand like it's not just like don't get ju don't just do a book right like take your time you know for sure yeah and I know you had told me shared with me a story about like self-publishing just like throwing something up to get something out there and then how it can be a detriment in the long yeah. run when you go to do something else so can you just hit on the couple types of of publishing yeah. days like there's the traditional one we all know where you get the big book deal or you get yeah. a deal right yeah um, but what are some other ways that you were saying, like, that might not be a fit for somebody just to get yeah. people's wheels turning? So it's interesting. The traditional way of publishing is still really awesome. I think that when you hear the word non-traditional or self-publish or vanity, those should not be bad words. Those should be words that you should also consider just be depending on what your concept is. But um, I think of it like there's actually three kind of ways to publish. One's traditional, there's hybrid, and there's self-publishing. The most important thing is your investment. It's kind of like volunteering, right? What you put into it is what you get out of it. So I always think that the author is more in control than they think. Whatever publishing route you choose, even if you get a big advance, you're still in control and you kind of get to like dictate what happens with your audience and how your audience actually receives the book. So in those three phases and the self-publishing and hybrid, self-publishing has a lot of really unique ways to publish quickly and to publish more affordably. And then the hybrid is something that is kind of like newer on the scene. And the difference there is that you're still getting kind of strong distribution, which is an important piece, whereas self-publishing, you don't really have a lot of distribution. You have minimal distribution. But in hybrid, you have some sort of sales force selling your book into the market. Still, you are paying for that service, but yet you're getting a more sophisticated production publication as well. So that's like the the three. There's traditional, there's hybrid, and then there's self-publishing. Those are the three. And when you really outline your goals specifically, not to say like, I want to be a bestseller. Let's get really clear. That's how I can help people. Let's get really clear with like what your goal is, realistically clear. Mm -hmm. um, then you can determine, all right, well, actually, no, this the self-publishing route may be better for me as a pamphlet. And it's funny, I was talking to this author the other day, back to your point about putting something out there for self-publishing. He needs something out fast. He's yeah. ready. He wants something out fast. He needs like, he has a website going on. He's got all these cool things happening. So what he's going to do is put something out. What he asked me though, he goes, but I can always take it down, right? I'm like, no, 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 no. So no matter what route you go with the three kind of faces of publishing, you have to really feel like you're it's the final product and as you know recovering perfectionist you got to realize like it's okay it doesn't have to be like perfect 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 but you need to think about your concept as complete is this concept complete and that's when you should publish it if you still feel like oh but the story's not finished yet i'm not sure don't even go don't even start think of another topic but yeah so this one author he's ready to go he's going to publish on um amazon kdp through amazon kdp he's ready to make it happen he knows that like his this part of his is he's going to do a postpartum stretching um book it's really cool so yeah he's he's a he's a um chinese medicine massage uh cool. guru he's amazing 
Anyway, so he's putting something together online for postpartum to help families like work through the mother load of giving birth and helping that mother put herself back together physically. Anyway, the whole point is, is he has to get that out quickly. He's got some illustrations. He's ready to go. But answering that question for him saying, oh, but I can take it down if I don't. No, it's there forever. That's the whole point. Books last forever. You know, no pressure, but really like really be thoughtful about what what you want to do and how you want to publish. I think that's just such a beautiful thing, too, to help people realize like what an asset you are in going from the idea and the fact that you offer all of this, but just like being able to brainstorm with you. Here's my idea. Here's what I'm thinking. And then for you to be able to say, okay, here are three different routes you could take it, but here are your goals. So really, like you said, guiding them and being able to direct them because you know the industry way better than the rest of us do. We, we've got the content, but you know the inner workings. And that model that you shared too of like, I, I drew it out. I'll put it on the Instagram post so everybody can oh, see. Oh, I can't it. wait. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. But to have like editorial and marketing, it's like two parts of this business and that they're always running even past the publication date. I think is so important to think about too when you're trying to figure out which route is best for you. And again, when you have a guide who's helping you do that to fully understand like this thing will live forever, just like a kid, like this thing is going to not just be a one and done. It's not the next course that you put up or take down or the next thing that you launch and then meh, it didn't quite work. So we come back and tweak it. Like this is something that needs some more time and attention. It is like another business for you. And it's an amazing opportunity to do but you have to put a little bit more thought into it. It's not just, oh, I'll try this thing. And so I just think, Nina, you provide so much insight. And I know that there's like hours and hours worth of content that you can share with us. There's just so much that- I go down rabbit holes. I I went rabbit hole. I love it though. No, it's so good. And it's all stuff that we need to hear. And I know that we cannot expect you to like wizardry tell us everything we need to know about the- I love sharing my opinions. And that's a part of like you know, some people just want to know that their work is good. And I'm always going to tell you that your work is good because it's yours. I think what you people have to know is, is it ready? Is it ready? Are you ready? You know, and that's what the question is. That's really what it is. And when you're not ready, you can feel it, especially as intuitive as we are as mompreneurs, you know, when you're ready and when you feel like, okay, this is it. That's the kind of author I like when they're like, okay, I don't even, I don't even know author, whatever you're on, let's go. Like whatever you think, I, that's what I think the best agents are the ones that are like, okay, he really believes in this. She really, really wants to do this book. Let's go. That's what you really want because you're running the ship. So I think that's what's so important. My analogies are not ideal. I have normally great analogies, but. I'm normally terrible. I always get things just wrong. There's one podcast interview. I I think I said like 300,000 feet in the air or something when it was like, um, um, we listened to it Read later. Yeah, right. Yeah, we were. My husband and I were like, "Oh my gosh, what are we a past space?" Where? where yeah, you have three hundred thousand million. Just yeah, just wrong. Just wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nita, for everybody listening who's obviously become obsessed and wants to learn more about how to take their book from you know yeah. where they're at now with a tiny idea moving forward, what's that next step that they could take with you or thing that yeah. you might direct them towards? So I have bookmarked. It's a workshop where. I take authors through aspiring authors or, you know, established authors through the process. The first part is like how to write a book. The second part is how to actually get the book published. And the third part is actually how to sell the book. So write, publish, sell your book. So I help people through that. I think it's it's like my gift to everyone to like try to get people to write more books because everyone needs to tell their story. And you can always check me out on my website, but I love talking to people about their ideas. So come, come at me, come at me when they're ready. 
I love it. And the one other thing I wanted to mention there too is before we started recording, you had shared how it's also amazing because you get to learn so many things. And that was not oh, yeah. something I thought about, which is just so cool. I think sometimes we can get hold up with the imposter syndrome of, well, why would people want to hear this from me? Or, ooh, you know, what agent is maybe going to like what I have to say or maybe not get it? And so I just thought that was such a beautiful reminder as you move forward and thinking about an idea and and really flushing that out. It's like people do want to hear what you have to say. And even your agent is going to be like so interested to have a variety of different ideas. So I just thought that was such a beautiful point you had made. Oh, thank you. Like, I love being with smart people and we're all smart. We all have something to say. It's like those who can't write will help sell books. So that's what I am is like, I want to be able to help people get their message out. And I just love learning from others. I love learning from other people. So that's what I think is the most powerful thing is like just having a constant thirst for learning. Yeah, I think it's beautiful. If you're ready, we can move into rapid fire questions. Oh, yeah. What is is this like Proust questionnaire? That's my favorite. I don't know if you do that, but Proust questionnaire is like my favorite. I'm obsessed with it though, because like one of them's like, "What's your favorite sound?" And I like, I know. Anyway, it's like it's so much. mine are not that, uh, not that cool. I'm, I'm okay, like, but you're mom, cool. Mom mode over here. Okay, so I'm we'll type and you. You can give me a rating at the end of how. Yeah. How, how do they compare to Vanity Fair? <laughs> All right. So first and foremost, what is your favorite strategy to help you be more present and productive? Oh Jesus, strategy but, um is literally not doing anything. Gold. Is that not the best? Because I think that is, and listen, I think we talked about this. That is the hardest thing to do. So yeah, like when I'm trying to reach for a chicken nugget, just don't, just kind of put, you know, when I'm no, when it's up, like a bite of cake. Yeah, just no. don't, just do nothing. That's the strategy of being present and productive. Don't. Oh my God, I love it. That's, that's going to be a mic drop moment. Um, exactly. What is the number one essential support you have that you can't live without? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully there's a couple. Um, here's a couple. Shout out to my caregiver. Olga is like everything. And also that guy that's amazing at home, but he's not at home. He works, but my husband is a big support too. So in terms of business, I think my husband is, but joining groups like Mompreneur Guide, like having people like that, I think is is so helpful. But, but at home, making things run, I, so I am so grateful. Um, and I just realized I hope she's picking up one of my daughter's friends. So I need to figure out if my nanny is picking up her. But other than that, it's all good. I love, was- it. I love it. Well, we'll make these rapid so we make sure all yeah. kids get yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I love it. No, it's, it's yeah, support is so important. Yeah, and support, something yeah. that's gotten lost a little bit from, you know, in our generation is just like the village yeah. concept has gone missing. So I'm hoping to bring that back. No, but that's what mom pernu- That's why I think it's so great because sometimes I can't talk to my husband about what I'm trying to raise in the capital or I can't talk to Olga about what Andrew is doing wrong. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think it's helpful to have a, a group of people who are like-minded, who can move together and and lift each other up. So I love this. I love it. Tell me, what's your go-to self-care activity when you have a little bit of me time? What do you like to do with it? Oh, the um, well, I love magazines. That's my guilty pleasure is ripping out magazines and saving the articles that I like, just like the writers and the articles. That's like my guilty pleasure. But I, like I love the total literary agent thing. Like, I, I feel like it's, so, oh, that's a good fun but fact. But the stack of magazines is like gross, but I love it. But I then I like the thrill of then recycling them. I'm not going to throw them away, but the thrill of recycling them makes me happy because I'm like, I learned so much with from that article in the, anyway, so that's like a thing. And then I do love my, um, I love my shine. I love this Pilates, this hot Pilates. Ooh. And it's like, I'm sweating. And I feel like even if I don't really move as quickly as the other lovely ladies in there. I love it so much. That's my pledge. That's like what I like to do for care. 
I love that. I need to get back on working out. I have not worked out since 2018. And well, it's, how can you? You know, I time compound. We're talking about time. We'll do yeah, right. We'll do time stuff. That'll be another one for us. All right. Last but not least, tell me your most stereotypical mompreneur story. Think like kids running through a Zoom call with underwear on their heads. What's something funny that us mompreneurs can hear your story, totally relate to, and it's just something that we're the only ones who get? Oh, my. I don't even know where to begin. Okay. So I'm going to start with newborn life. I'm going to do newborn life. One of them, I was naked on a Zoom. That was kind of crazy. Like to be Eating? like, yes, everyone hears the pump. Everyone hears the pump. The pump, yeah. that noise is like the noise. But this was like, I my boob was out. And it was like, oh, okay. Cause I can, cause I can do it all. I'm going to mute when you can hear, yes, I'm here. You know, I can mute, but it's also then the pump and my breast was hanging out. And it just, yeah, there's all those. Yeah, there's one is amazing. I feel like it's so relatable. My friend goes in for her induction for her first child today. She's having a boy. Amazing. And- you know, she's, she's got all of the first time worries the and the pumping. And it's like, it's not, you know, I'm two and a half years out now, which is crazy to think about. But yeah. still, you could hear it's like PTSD. I can hear the pump noise and be like, oh, I remember. Remember. You know, the- <laughs> yeah, no, it's a fun time. Well, good luck to your friend. But no, yeah. it is something I definitely remember those days. And then I'm like, I want to go back and also continue to build my business. And I want to have like 10 more children. So we're crazy. We're all crazy. And I that's why it's like, no, I should like probably think of some funny things that are like mom moments, but I really try hard to separate. And then I do a Zoom call when they're here and I'm like, this is the worst thing ever. You know, it's just not. But there are always children in my Zooms, you know, and I I don't know. I like I just love it. I love the children. I love I I just think that's what makes the world go round. So you you're know. amazing. You're amazing. You're so amazing that you bring you are too. amazing humans, but amazing books and just all the work that you do. Nina, I'm so grateful to have had you here to have Thank allowed you. us to hear your amazingness. And I'm also so grateful that I get to see Oh my gosh, it's a real life. I'm it's just a so thrill awesome. to be a part of this. You're amazing. You have the most extraordinary platform that you're building and it's growing and I'm so honored to be a part of it. And I think that this first book is one part of it. And we have, we just even touched, we only like did like a little tip of the iceberg of what we could really go through in publishing. And I'm just so grateful to take you on the journey. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for everybody else to check out your YouTube and all the things that you're yes. doing. It's amazing. Click the link below to see. Thank you so much, Nina. I appreciate Thank you. That. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. You have no idea how much your listenership means to me. If you loved what you heard, would you mind leaving us a review? It'll help get these episodes into more mompreneurs earbuds and into our community. Ready to get your next season or project done? then you need to check out the studio. It offers a creative, collaborative, and Instagrammable space for mompreneurs to batch their podcasts and beyond. Head to themompreneurguide.com slash studio to learn how to cut your marketing time from three months to three days so you can spread your message and mission on autopilot while enjoying the work and people you love most. See you next time.